your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On These Podcasts, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiCepano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also from TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. You can uh, also know me as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Locked On Leafs. If you like what you heard today, please consider subscribing to the podcast, leave a rating or review as well. That'd be much, much appreciated. And be sure to make Locked On Leafs part of your daily listening routine. You can download it wherever you find your podcast and make it your first listen of the day. All right, Maple Leafs coming out with a 4-3 win over the Vegas Golden Knights in a shootout. And, you know, it was another game where the Maple Leafs just kind of gave away a lead. This is two games in a row now where they've kind of pissed it away. And luckily, Jack Campbell came up clutch for them in overtime and and, and, in the shootout especially and was able to ensure the full two points here for the Maple Leafs. Uh, so we'll we'll recap the game. We'll go through my three stars as we always do every post game, and then we it was night one of a back to back, which means today in the night two. So we got another game day tonight. Uh, Maple Leafs in Arizona, so a homecoming for Austin Matthews. You've got Sheldon Keefe who has some family in the area, and then also now we got Michael Bunting who started his career off in the Arizona organization. And was there up until uh, up until this season. So you know he's gonna definitely have some money on the board, and he'll be motivated to have himself a big game. So we'll tee that up and give you my betting angle as well, uh, courtesy of BetOnline.ag. So we'll do all that uh, rather shortly. But let's get to last night's victory first. Put a nice little bow on that game. So, you know, at least came out swinging. They scored on the first goal of the game. William Nylander came in on a breakaway. And it, it seems like this guy gets a breakaway goal every other game now. Like, and I, I actually looked this up, but it seemed it, the status is true. He leaves the NHL on breakaways. So, like, this guy's just finding, like, his transition game is, is elite, I guess we could say. And he's timing it well when the Maple Leafs get the puck and when he needs to get on his high horse and get going, get motoring. Um, you know, the, the team's doing a really good job of of breaking up passes and causing turnovers and Nylander's doing a good job transitioning up the ice so and it's working he scored you know a few breakaway goals in the last couple weeks so nice to see that happen last night uh but yeah they ended up getting out to a a 3-1 lead and then gave it away once again in the third period uh look I'm not I'm not upset about the way that they gave it away. Um, they didn't play well. Like, they had a great first period. And then they didn't really play that great in the second and the third. Like, Jack Campbell for a second straight game. Really the only reason why they walk away with the full two points. Like, he was masterful um, in that game last night. Made some big, big saves. That one on Marcia so tried to go short side and just got a stick on it. Like, in real time, I didn't realize how big of a save that was. And then when I saw the replay um, in slow motion and kind of in like that 5G view that they do uh, on TSN, I was like, holy smokes. Like, that was quite the stop that he was able to make there. And it was a, it was a big moment, you know, in that in that game as well. So, you know, Jack Campbell again coming up just Big, big, big for the team. Uh, Austin Matthews getting on the score sheet. A record-tying eighth straight road game with a goal. And 
I, I want to give a lot of credit to, to the guys who got the assist on that one. Like Austin Matthews, that was just a simple, you know, boop, put the puck into the back of the net. But the real work done by Morgan Riley going down low, getting the puck out to Bunting. who made a nifty, nice little, like, tight pass across the crease to, to get it to Matthews, who was in a much more favorable position to get the shot off. And it was just like a nice little play by Bunting. And I've been really impressed with Michael Bunting's game as of late. Um, not like I, I knew that he's a, an agitator. He's a guy who could finish, especially around the net. But his playmaking abilities the last few games has kind of stuck out to me a little bit more. He had that nice assist on Saturday, uh, giving the puck up to Alex Kerfoot, who scored on, off the rush. And then, you know, nice in tight pass over to Matthews um, right out in front of the goal. Uh, allowed the the Maple Leafs to get another one here, and and you know I I just think that this team, um, you know the way that this guy is playing, you know it's 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 really helped this team find good uh, depth. Depth is the word that I was looking for there. Uh, you know him, Kasha, and, and and they played really well in place of Mitch Marner last night. That top line I thought was fantastic. Uh, Mikheyev also able to score last night. He had his fourth in as many games, and for some reason, Ilya Kovalchuk Mikheyev has come alive here this season. Uh, you know, making his return from his wrist injury early on in the year. He's got four goals through five games, but you know, four in his last four. It's it's actually remarkable to see the puck starting to go in for this guy. He's been he's been so snake bitten, like so snake bitten, um, a couple uh, for a couple of of years here in Toronto, and it's nice to see him getting it done uh, right now. Uh, Sandine's game, I like that a lot as well. His willingness to be physical. I was looking at the stat sheet last night, and I actually I. I Honestly, could barely believe it, but he had 10 hits last night. 10 hits. He had that big, massive hit. Uh, but overall, like, just a really physical night for, for Sandine, who's, who's just, like, he's not that big of a guy. But it's nice to see him finishing his checks, making some open ice hits as well, getting comfortable with the physicality going on uh, this season. So nice to see there. And ultimately, I, I just think that the Maple Leafs snuck away with with a couple of points in this one. I thought that they were they were fairly outplayed in the second and third period. Jack Campbell uh, kept them into it. They they scored a couple of goals late in the second period to give them the lead. And then third period was just an absolute lull for them. And that's been a bit of an issue with you know back to back games now where they've led by two goals going into the third and then had to take this game into overtime. And ultimately, Jack Campbell shut it down. Big for them in in the shootout, especially, and uh, Willie Nylander scoring the shootout winner in the third round. So they were able to sneak away with a full two points in this one. And uh, as much as Jack Campbell has to fall on the sword and say, I got to be better in that third period, not allow those game tying goals, buds, it's literally only because of you that the Maple Leafs are walking out of there with two points. If if you would have lost in that shootout, wouldn't have been Jack Campbell's fault. It would have been on the Maple Leafs' fault, who didn't get a shot on goal for like the last nine minutes of the third period. Yeah, you're not going to win a game, close game like that, when you don't even get pucks on net. So, um, you know, third periods, I think, uh, are... I'm not quite concerned yet. A little bit of a, a blip on the radar, but they've been so good in the third period. It's been a point of contention for this Maple Leafs team uh, over the course of the year. 
a couple of games against you know two great opponents, Stanley Cup caliber opponents in the Avalanche and the Golden Knights uh, on the road at that um, on the West Coast. You know, there's, there's some factors going up against them, some fatigue perhaps as well. Uh, not well. You could say fatigue. They haven't played a lot of hockey, but I, for that's that was something that Sheldon Keith talked about on Saturday. It was just fatigue really set in, in the third period. And that could have been due to the altitude in in Denver. But uh, at the end of the day, the, these third period leads that they're that they're getting themselves. I think they got to start holding back onto those. And you know, tonight they got a game against the 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 Arizona Coyotes. Now, if they get a two-goal lead and they squander that against Arizona, now that's going to be a bit of an issue. Uh, that that will be a problem if they're up, you know, three-one going into the third period and they drop this one. That's that's a different story, right? That, that would be a completely different story. But we'll see. We'll tee that game. Uh, we'll tee up that game in just a few moments. Why don't we take a quick break before I get to my three stars of the game, and I'll tell you guys about uh, what today's show sponsor, and that's Built Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar into your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, maybe even a little better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which could be chalky or waxy or taste like chemical spill, you want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, nah, it's just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars containing just 130 calories, just 4 grams of sugar and 4 net carbs, but 17 grams of protein. You compare that to a candy bar, which has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for you for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever, Throw out all the sugary and calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or a treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. And there's so many different flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, salted caramel, mint brownie, so many more. In fact, Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors, so make sure you're checking out Built.com often to see what's new. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Leafs podcast. Mike DiStefano, the host of the show. Uh, Maple Leafs with a 4-3 shootout victory last night over the Vegas Golden Knights. Going through my three stars of the game here. And going to start with the third star. I'm giving that to Willie Nylander. You know, he, he, he could be up a little bit higher on this list, but I have him as the third star of the night. Scored the opening goal of the game and then closed it out with the shootout winner. And I just feel like he's been playing really strong um, really strong off the puck as well. And, and last night in the offensive zone, there's a couple instances where he was able to kind of just keep plays alive and keep pressure uh, on, on the opposition by doing that for Toronto. So, and I feel like he's really starting to find some some consistency in his game, not just not just offensively, but off the puck defensively. He's a guy who has gotten you know mixed into into the the penalty kill a little bit here and there. You know, I, I really like what we're seeing out of William Nylander this season. He's 
elevated his game. And I, I don't know if he's going to be named an all-star. It looks like the uh, the all-star team is going to be announced on Thursday. Based on how, you know, every team needs to have a representative and they only have seven, four, like a, a few forwards coming out of the East, it's, it's going to be rare to see... Um, you know, multiple players making uh, the all-star on these teams. I, I I don't know if I could see Nylander making the all-star, but he probably should. Like, is he one of the best uh, seven or eight forwards, perhaps, in the Atlantic this year? Maybe. Perhaps. He certainly definitely has been uh, a, a, a stud for the Maple Leafs. That's, that's for sure, though. And uh, it's also kind of a... Like... I get the three on three, but I miss having the normal All Star game because I miss having a regular amount of All Stars. You know, like that's that's kind of that's the biggest issue that I think maybe we have is that there's not enough players who get the recognition they deserve because of a have to have one representative on each team and b um, you know for one team it's only like seven forwards, right? So in a, in a completely stacked Atlantic division. You could easily, easily, like between the Leafs and Lightning and I guess even Florida you could toss in there, come up with seven all-stars like Matthews, Marner, Huberto, Barkov, uh, Point, Stamkos, uh, Kucherov. Like, that's eight. That's that's more. Take one of those guys off because you can only, <laughs> only can have seven guys on a roster. So, you know, that, that that's kind of where it comes to with Willie Nylander and the numbers uh, when it comes to his all-star game. But... Uh, ultimately, he had a good game last night, so I decided to put him as my third star. The second star, I'm giving it to the top line of the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, somewhat of a newly formed line. It's, a, it's, it's, I believe, the first time that we got to see them all together as, as a trio. Uh, Michael Bunting, along with uh, Austin Matthews and Andre Kasha, and of course, this being because Mitch Marner's still out and in COVID protocol, not going to play tonight in Arizona as well. Um, but I liked the way that they looked. I thought that they were quite dominant when they were out there on the ice. They led uh, all of the Leafs forward groups uh, with a 66% shot share when out there on the ice and an 89.76 expected goal differential um, with just a 66% ozone start. So, you know, they started just as many defensive uh, starts as as anybody else on the Leafs um, when it comes to the forward group. So they were getting put into all three zones, all three starting situations. And they always found themselves in the offensive end, putting pucks on net, you know, and that's that's really what what you're asking of a top line that they could do stuff like that. So uh, I thought that they were they were fantastic. And it's nice to see, you know, Kasha get back into the lineup and then have this line find success without a Mitch Marner. And it's weird. Kasha gets inserted and automatically this team just seems so much more full. It's just so bizarre that Kasha. Kasha, not Marner, but Kasha makes his team um, just feel full for for whatever reason it is. I mean, Marner's going to do the same thing when he returns, obviously. But uh, it, it was I just didn't expect for you know Kasha to make such a big uh, improvement in the team's depth by adding him into the lineup. Just goes to show really how big of a piece of the puzzle he's become this season and he's got a contract coming up at the end of the year he's going to be an RFA it'll be interesting to see how the Maple Leafs go about uh, dealing with Kasha in the offseason but 
for now, as, as long as Marner's still in protocol, which means tonight is going to be another one of those nights, perhaps he's back this weekend when they take on St. Louis. I think uh, playing on Saturday, I want to say. Maybe he'll be back for that. Uh, it's only Wednesday, so there's still a couple of days where he can get out of protocol and get himself down to St. Louis. But for now, it's Kasha Bunting and and and, uh, and Austin Matthews, and I like the way that they looked. I really did. Thought that they were dominant last night. Uh, but my first star of the game, gotta go to Jack Campbell. Soupy, getting it done once again. Um, his first game as a 30-year-old, I guess we could say, uh, just had uh, his 30th birthday on Sunday. So, you know, he, uh, yeah, congrats, uh, you know, happy belated birthday, Jack Campbell, first and foremost. And, you know, like, if it wasn't for Jack, I talked about this earlier, it wasn't for Campbell, this team doesn't walk away with two points. You know what I mean? Like, they, they were severely outplayed and outshot in that back half of the game. Um, they, you know, took five dumb penalties, a couple of really dumb penalties. And, you know, Jack Campbell had to make a couple of stops. He, they did score two power play goals against. And, you know, special teams, they got they got best in on the special teams last night, which is something that we don't see happen too, too often this year with Toronto. Um, so the fact that they were able to win while, you know, getting outproduced 2 nothing on special teams is actually, I would say, somewhat of a positive side. Just means that they were, um, you know, scored a little bit more and, and they were a little bit better at five on five, I guess. Uh, but Jack Campbell was just outstanding. That second period save he made on Jonathan so was just unbelievable. Like, it was, honestly, he's, you know, he had a highlight reel save uh, on Saturday and then followed it up with another one here uh, last night. So I, I think that Jack Campbell... Truly deserving of a first star of the game because, I mean, he's the only reason why that team won. And then in the in the in the shootout, perfect three for three. He was all over it. You know, he had great patience. Um, you know, with 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 a lot of the Vegas guys barreling down on him, trying to end the game. So, uh, hats off to Jack. Little tap. Uh, what's it called a tip of the cap to the the recent birthday haver. Uh, it's not even a, a word proper English, but. You know what I'm saying? Happy belated, Jack. Glad the boys could uh, could get you a win, or glad you could get yourself a win. Uh, maybe the boys can help you out a little more in tonight's game as the Leafs are in Arizona. Uh, a late night, another late night, 10 p.m. puck drop, and I will tee up that game when we return here on the Locked On These podcast. But before I get there, let me tell you guys about Primal Origin Oils. Got beard? Get primal. You heard me, right? Got beard? Get primal. If you're someone you care about as a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who's never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients, which are low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils make bombs, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feeling beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA. The combo kits make for a great holiday gift as well. If you're shopping for yourself, you will be glad you did. We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and I feel and and feel the end beard to other products that you've used and we promise you will see and feel a difference. Remember the code locked on will get you 20% off of primaloriginoils.com. Use the code locked on at checkout for 20% off at primaloriginoils.com. 
Hey folks, welcome back into Locked on Leafs. Uh, once again, Mike DiStefano, the host of this show. And if you haven't already, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you get that daily Leafs content, a daily dose of Leafs content uh, directly to your phone, uh, wherever you get your podcast from. Um, so the Maple Leafs in Arizona tonight, night two of a back-to-back and I, I, this is going to be uh, an interesting game. I, I don't want to call it a trap game, but it's somewhat of a trap game, is it not? Like, the Leafs have been rolling. They've been playing well. Uh, they played decently, I suppose. But coming off two big opponents in Colorado and Vegas, two teams who play physical, tough, heavy hockey, they both went to overtime. They've played a lot of hockey. They're traveling on the road. You know, night two back-to-back. Seems a little bit of a trap gamey, you know, and and when I look at my three keys to tonight's game, because this could have a bit of a trap uh, built into it, my, my, my first key is just to be to have a winning mindset. Like have, don't, don't come in here thinking, oh, it's Arizona, they're the worst team, we could take the night off basically, and we could sleepwalk our way to victory just sheerly based on pure skill. Like, this is the National Hockey League. That just doesn't happen. We've seen that happen in pro sports from time and time again. And look, let's face it. The Arizona Coyotes have actually owned the Maple Leafs in the last few years. They have won 14 of the last 20 meetings between these two teams. 14 of the last 20 meetings have gone to the Yotes. You know, so it's not like Toronto. Now, Toronto's won the last couple, but it's not like they've just completely, completely um, took an advantage of the Coyotes over the course of the last decade or so. It's been pretty even, to be quite honest with you. Uh, so, you know, have a good mindset. Come in, ready to win. Treat them as if you treated the, the Vegas Golden Knights or the Colorado Avalanche. You know, if you can go out there and play like they're a playoff team and give that type of effort, that's going to go a long way, I think, in, uh, in in trying to buck the trend of losing to the Arizona Coyotes. Um, and my second one, and, and I guess my second key to try and negate this happening is is don't be sluggish off the start and then finish strong. You know, they, they've done a pretty good job jumping out to leads in the last couple of games. The first 10 minutes of the game, they seem to be, you know, their starts. They've been starting on time, which is nice to see because there's been times where that's been an issue, uh, starting on time with this club, but then they've finished strong. But now it seemed to have flipped. Now they've, they've started on time. But they're yeah, kind of folding up the the picnic basket and folding up the table here by about midway through the game, and they're allowing teams to get back into it and fight back into it. Let's have a full sixty tonight. Start off hot, end strong, full sixty minute effort, and I think that'll go a very long way for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And a way to do that, I think, is just keep peppering the goaltender, uh, Karel. Uh, Vejmelka, I believe. I, I'm probably butchering it. Vejmelka, Vejmelka. Uh, it's, it's European of some kind. <laughs> Apologies for uh, for butchering that, Carell. But look, the guy's he's got a three thirteen and one record. He's got three thirty goals against average this season and a nine oh four save percentage. He's given up four goals in back to back starts. I think you know he, he's. <sighs> I don't know if this guy's a starting caliber goaltender in the NHL. They kind of just have to play him, basically, <laughs> uh, essentially, in order to uh, 
to win hockey games because he's just the only guy they have on the roster right now, pretty much. So I, I think we'll see Kirill Vilmelka, Vishmelka, uh in net tonight. I think I saw that's the expected starter, and he just isn't that great of a goalie. So you pepper him, pressure him, um, you know, maybe make some mistakes. You get bodies in front. You know, you you finish around the net, create a bunch of chaos, some hecticness in front of him, and be trying, you know, beat him with screens and deflections and rebounds. Just get in his kitchen, get him off balance, get him thrown off, and I think the Maple Leafs will have a prosperous night in the goal column. Um, Taking a look at tonight's game from a betting perspective, and uh, you can find all these lines at betonline.ag, these props as well. Um, Toronto right now, if you take a look, they are like minus 280 on the money line, which or minus 285 actually on the money line, and that's uh, that's a big number. That's a really, really big number there. You're not getting much value, which you wouldn't expect. You expect Toronto to come in and be the massively favored team. And I think they're going to win this game, so I'm not, you know, I'm not worried about it. But you can actually find a little bit better value if you can find them to win in regulation. I don't see the Arizona Coyotes keeping up with the Maple Leafs tonight and bringing them to overtime. I don't see it. I mean, granted, it's night two of a back-to-back. It could be some some sloppiness. The Maple Leafs could just, you know, totally fall apart here as they, you know, are now, you know, a few games into this road trip. We'll see. But at the end of the day, I just think Toronto's a much better team. I think you take a look at Peter Mrazek, who's starting tonight. He needs to have a good outing. He's yet to have a solid outing as a Maple Leaf. It's just his fourth start. Uh, in his Maple Leafs tenure, and he's yet to allow less than three goals. So uh, I think he's going to want to have a good start, so that should be, um, you know, a good, bode well for the Maple Leafs looking to get the win, which would bode well for your uh, for your money line uh, bet there for Toronto. I like the over tonight. It's hitting seven of the last nine games against the Coyotes. Um, or sorry, it's, it's hit in... Uh, nine of the Leafs' last 12 games in general. Sorry, so the Leafs, they, they've been scoring a lot recently, right? Like, the offense has been hot. Um, the under has hit a lot in this series, but I, I don't think that's going to happen tonight. It's night, <coughs> night two. Oh, sorry about that. It's night two of a back-to-back. Uh, I already talked about how poor Vishmelka is between the pipes. And Peter Mrazek, it's his first game since December 11th, just his second game since October 30th. There could be some rust there. Uh, and it's 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 night two of a back-to-back. There's always some sloppy defensive play. Some breakdowns happen as well, which could lead to some goals. I think Toronto, you know, if they keep their, their feet moving and, you know, they try and, and play the possession game, they could wind up with a bunch of power plays tonight and start to rack up the goals that way. So I think we're going to see more than six. Six is the over-under. I could see this one being maybe a 5-1, um, 6-1 game. So I think uh, I think the over at, at six, is probably the good call and yeah like I think 5-2-6-1 could end up being the final tally here uh tonight a couple of prop bets I like let's talk about the guy who's going back home Austin Matthews like him to score you can find it at minus 115 uh this is a guy who scores in bunches he's got goals in back-to-back games 
And like I said, he's looking to break a record tonight. He could score tonight. It'll be his ninth straight road game with a goal, which breaks a Toronto Maple Leafs record. Um, Three others have scored in eight consecutive road games. He's looking to be the first ever to do it in nine straight. And for him to do it at home, in his home state, in his hometown, in Arizona, I think that would be incredible. You know he's going to have friends and family in the building. He's scored in, I think he's got four goals, I want to say, in, 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 in Arizona. like It's a guy who's, who's playing really well right now, too, up with that top line like I, I mentioned earlier. I just think he's going to score tonight. I, there's just so many reasons why you could believe he's going to score. So I think Austin Matthews at uh, minus 115 to get on the board. I like that one. And how about Michael Bunting as a bit of a value pick, his return to Arizona. Michael Bunting revenge game, if you will. Put a little money on the board uh, for the boys there. You can get that at a decent value at plus 240. So I like both of those uh, props for tonight. Uh, All right, that's going to do it for me here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Locked on Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow the show at Locked on Leafs. Game tonight, Maple Leafs and Yotes. uh, Puck drop at 10 p.m. You can watch it on TSN. uh, Listen to it uh, if you're local, I suppose, in (laughs) Toronto radio as well. Uh, I'll be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll recap this game and uh, chat about, uh, chat, go around the league a little bit because this Evander Kane situation's starting to get real interesting. Um, If you hadn't heard, apparently, there might be a a, a bit of a snag in the trade proposal or in the in the signing uh the potential signing of Evander Kane so maybe I'll touch on that tomorrow um by the way it doesn't look like the Maple Leafs have any interest in uh, in bringing Kane into the fold if that's what you're curious about uh but anyways we'll chat more about that type of stuff tomorrow uh, enjoy the game tonight until then keep it locked right here on Lockdown Leafs